What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast edition of the AEW Insider. AEW's Double or Nothing is coming up this Saturday, so I wanted to give you my predictions and thoughts. Uh, normally, we do start with AEW news, but we have had a tra- excuse me, tragic death in wrestling today. This morning, they finally found the body of Shad Gaspar. It was washed up on Venice Beach. He was half of the ex-WWE tag team crime time with his partner, JTG. Chad was out with his family at the beach. His son and he got caught up in some really bad waves and waters. The Coast Guard's rescuer said the water looked like if you were looking at the front of a front-loading washing machine on the highest setting. He said those waters are very dangerous. Chad made sure that his son was pushed out of the water and saved. Right after he did that, a massive wave crashed on top of him, and he was never seen again. They did a massive search for almost like three days, and this morning, his body washed up on shore, and it was identified as the 39-year-old. He was a true hero. I seen him and his partner last year at WrestleCon. Uh, We were on the escalator behind him and JTG when they ran into Ron Simmons, a.k.a. Farouk, going down the opposite opposite side of the escalator. It's only like a 20-second video, but I did post it on our Twitter under the AEW Insider 1, and I did put it in our Facebook group, so check it out. From us here at the AEW Insider, we wish you Godspeed, bro. Like I said, you are a true hero, and we send major love and healing to your family. All right, on to AEW. Double or nothing, the full card and predictions. The pay-per-view, and I guess the main show, usually the buy-in is before, but it says it starts at 8 p.m. The buy-in pre-show right now, there's only one match to announce, but that could change like WWE does. We do have private party Versus best friends. I'm a huge fan of both of these teams. Way before they made it to AEW. I've seen Private Party live a couple times down at House of Glory in New York. And I've seen, uh, what you call it, uh, excuse me, Best Friends a bunch of times also. They were over in New Japan, but they came to the States here and there. And we, I've seen Beretta in WWE way before he even uh, started on this indie career. And we also seen him at the G1 Supercard. So like I said, on the usual, I would go with Private Party. But I got to go with the Best Friends on this one. They're pushing them a lot. Even though Trent might break off solo, I don't think they want to break up that faction yet. So I'm going to go with the best friends. On to the main show. This match was just added. We do have Sean Spears versus Dustin Rhodes. I'm going with Sean Spears. I think he's a huge talent and he deserves this proper push. Let's hope this is the start of it in his AEW career. That guy's got the best entrance music and he's just, he's awesome. So I'm going with Sean Spears. We do have MJF versus Jungle Boy. I got to go with my dog MJF. You know he's my favorite, and I think he's going to absolutely destroy Jungle Boy. I have a feeling that Wardlow will get involved, and that's going to continue to set up the match with him versus Luchasaurus, and that's going to happen in the very near future. But I'm going with my dog MJF. We do have Dr. Britt Baker versus Chris Stratlander. You got to go with Dr. Britt. Dr. Britt will continue to win her way to the AEW women's title. She should have been their first women's champion, but in my opinion, she wasn't even ready on the mic or even in the ring a little bit. She is now, and it is her time, so Britt Baker will win. 
We also have the stadium stampede match when they're going to wrestle in an empty football stadium. We have the elite versus the inner circles. When I was writing this out, I couldn't even decide. Actually, I did pick the inner circle first, but I am going with the elite. I do love heels, but the elite is awesome. They were my dogs with the Bullet Club, Ring of Honor, everything. They just kick ass. But the inner circle has been pretty much whooping their asses for weeks, like literally. So it's about time that the elite does get their revenge. At the uh, excuse me, at the end of AEW Dynamite tonight, uh, the inner circle actually had Kenny Omega in the empty stadium, hung up on a flagpole, uh, beating his ass. Not the flagpole, but the goalpost, beating his ass. The Young Bucks return. Matt. Hart Party popped up, the inner circle popped up, and then even Hangman Page made his return. They all beat the shit out of each other, and even at the end, Hangman Page walked away while the rest of the elite stood there. So they're trying to make you think by doing that that they're not going to stick together this uh, weekend. And even though they might, but they're trying to say that they're going to lose, but I'm going to go with the elite. We do have the AEW Championship title shot. So whoever wins this match gets a shot at the AEW title. So we do have Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, Luchasaurus, Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, Ray Phoenix, Kip Sabian, and Colt Cabana. Now, with this one, I would really, really, really love Kip Sabian to win because that guy deserves a proper push also. He's got a great gimmick. He's got a great manager. He'll have his time soon enough. Phoenix in different promotions literally is like the top guy. That guy's multi-time champ and amazing. But I'm going to go with Darby Allen in this one. They love Darby Allen in AEW, and I think this is going to be his chance to get him in the main event again. All right, Pete's, we got to pay the bills real quick. When I get back, I got the rest of the double, uh, excuse me, nothing, pay-per-view predictions. I got some crazy Vince McMahon story. We got some crazy random wrestling and sporting news. Got to talk about uh, Owen Hart's dark side of the ring, what have you. So make sure you tune back in, and I'll be right back. All right, peeps, welcome back. Remember, if you want to win a Series 1 Chris Jericho action figure, stick around to the end of the show. Let's get back to the Double or Nothing pay-per-view. Next, we have the TNT Championship. This is the christening of the belt. This is the first time. This is the first ever champ whoever wins it. And Mike Tyson is actually going to be the guest belt presenter. We do have Cody Rhodes versus Lance Archer. I love Cody. Cody rules. But I said from the start that this belt better not have been made because he lost that stupid I can't wrestle for the AEW title stipulation. Archer kicked ass over in uh, New Japan, plus even way before that, worked for uh, WWE, what have you. But he's only wrestled a handful, of, not even a handful. I probably can't even count it on one hand how many matches he's had in AEW so far. Even though I love Cody, I am going to go with Lance Archer to be the first TNT title holder. We also have Nyla Rose defending her AEW Women Championship versus Hikaru Shida. You got to go with Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose will retain that belt until Dr. Britt Baker takes that title off her hands. And finally, we do have the AEW champion, John Moxley, versus the leader of the Dark Order, Brody Lee, for the AEW championship. 
You got to go with Moxley. There's going to be a lot of cheating by the Dark Order. And even if it's by, by DQ, Moxley will definitely keep his AEW title. Well, hopefully he actually gets it back first or after from Brody Lee. The Dark Order is going to get involved, though. I think it might be a DQ, actually. And a wrestler from WWE might make an appearance and get involved. It's supposed to be some surprises. And I even think there's supposed to be a surprise person in that ladder match for the shot at the title. So definitely be expecting, I'd say, at least two recently fired WWE people to pop up at the pay-per-view this Saturday. Speaking of WWE, let's get to them. Titus O'Neil has made it to the finals for ESPN's, listen to me, ESPN's Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award. That guy does so much for his kids, not even his own, other kids. He's a great dad besides that, and he helps tons of communities, not even just his own. If you ask me, he deserves to win that award. But congratulations for being a nominated Titus, and I hope you do win it. Also, rumors are going around that Vince McMahon declared bankruptcy on the XFL just to buy it back cheap. Since it's in bankruptcy, he actually has a chance to buy it back for the fire sale price. He really is a genius if this turns out to be true and he actually pulls it off. We'll have to wait and see. On the random wrestling and sporting news. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode 10, the season finale, the Owen Hart story is excellent. The series excellent, and this season has been amazing. The ratings for this episode are in, and I think it's only been up like a day or two, probably like a day, something like that, and it got 349,000 views just during that time. And uh, that's the highest rating for the entire series so far. I did share the entire episode without commercials on Facebook and on our Twitter, so definitely check it out under Facebook or in our group, the AEW Insider, or on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1. Of course, it goes to the YouTube link, so you're going to have to watch those a couple commercials, but definitely check it out and show them some love. Uh, during that episode, Jim Ross did reveal how it went down when he had the duty of announcing that Owen Hart was just killed in a ring. He said, in the chaos, Kevin Dunn, the executive producer, thought that I had been told what the deal was. I said, Kevin, no, I wasn't told anything. What is the update? And Dunn said, he's dead. And you're back in 10, 9, 8. On camera, what people saw was 10 seconds of preparation. I didn't know what to say. I didn't, it wasn't a storyline. I got very numb right after that night. My hands were shaking. My stomach was hurting. And I was just, I was just, damn, man. And on a side note, during that episode, Owen's heart son, OG, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's O-J-E. It's Owen Hart's kid. He said he would never let WWE induct his father into the Hall of Fame. He said, I would never let WWE put his name on a piece of silver and say they got that. We have built a foundation that helps people in homes, that helps single moms like my mom was, that lets kids go to school. This is all done in my father's namesake. This all has Owen Hart written all over it. This is how community, excuse me, this is how communities, this is how people in society remember him. And that is how we want it to be done. Yeah, he was a wrestler, but other than that, he was bigger than that. That was just part of what he was. His wife, Martha, also gave reasons why she wouldn't let him be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. And CM Punk even tweeted out that he they're so strong. He gives them so much props, their whole family, for that episode. So like I said, check it out on our Facebook or our Twitter. It's definitely a good one.
All right, peace. We'll be right back. Like I said, we got a good, good show. I got some awesome other random wrestling news. We'll be right back. All right, peeps, let's finish up this excellent episode. Remember to show some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1 as a number one. And remember to stick around right to the end of this so you can find out how you can win a Chris Jericho AEW action figure. Let's finish the show. Vince Russo was on After Buzz. It's a web show. He talked about his in-ring career. If you didn't know he had one, he did. Some of you younger people might not even know who he was. He was a writer backstage for WCW. He was actually WCW champion at one time because he wrote it that way. He went to WWE. He was supposed to save them, and he's a big piece of shit. Everybody fucking hates him. But anyway, he talks about his in-ring career, politics and wrestling, and if he thinks there's eight uh, politics in AEW. On Russo's career in wrestling, if it was a dream come true for him, it was far from a dream. I don't want to say it's a nightmare because I'm not going to go to that extent, but I wish it was a dream. I wish it was everything that I thought it would be growing up as a kid and growing up as a teenager. I really wish it was, but if I'm going to be honest, it was not that. I look back now, bro, and I'll be honest with you again. If I had to do it all over again, I would have not gotten into wrestling. I wouldn't have done it. On finding the politics in wrestling disgusting. The politics are disgusting. Now, of course, when I say that, you want to think of politics are disgusting in every job, and there are politics in every job, because there are. I worked in other jobs. I worked for CBS. The politics in wrestling is something I've never, ever experienced anywhere else in my existence. There's just a level of politics that just makes it not fun. Like anything else, you get into something for the love of it, and then it turns into a job. And if he thinks there's a lot of politics in different promotions, and especially AEW, we know that company stems from they're all friends of friends of friends. That's politics. Not hiring the best people, but you're hiring your friends, and this is a friend and a friend of mine. That's politics. You may call it something else, but at the end of the day, that's politics. With a professional eye, I look at AEW, and to me, there are some people on that show that are not stars. They're never going to be stars. They don't have the star quality. They don't have the it factor, and they're only on the show because of who they know. That's politics, man. And even though I said he's a D-bag and a lot of times I don't agree with him, he is right. AEW is all friends of friends of friends, the EVPs. I mean, give me a break, man. Anyway, Dave Meltzer gave his opinion on Sting going to AEW. He said, obviously he's got a relationship with WWE, which really surprised me. It's one of those guys I didn't think they would have. he would have a relationship with them. I mean, technically right now, Ric Flair is the same way. Ric Flair is a free agent. But with Sting, I've got to think where there's smoke, there's fire. Number one, because he's tweeting about AEW. And Sting's not going to do that because he's not paying attention to anything else unless he's got an interest in it. And they're kind of acknowledging it also. And also, when I ask about it, I get no answer if there was nothing to it. I'm sure they would say there's nothing to it, so I think there is something to it. If they already have a deal, they're going to announce it on their terms because sometimes they'll wait a couple weeks. And if they don't have a deal, it's probably something they're at least contemplating. And I, I agree with him. Booker T also thinks Sting will wrap up his career in AEW. Uh, finally, 
ex-WCW star Buff Bagwell. I'm Buff and I'm the stuff. You know, Buff Bagwell was one of my favorites with the NWO and all that. I remember he got injured with like a broken neck. And in the wrestling magazines back then, because the internet wasn't huge, they had a, like an address. You could write him or send them cards and they actually sent them a card. I used to love Buff Bagwell. But anyway, he definitely changed. Ex-WCW star Buff Bagwell is on Cameo. For 50 bucks, you can get a personal video from him. Well, in one of his latest videos, he appeared with a badly bruised and semi-bloody face. I mean, his face is fucked up. The nose, the forehead, the eye, the lip, and the colors are crazy on it, too. You got to fucking check it out. He's fucked up. It's on our social media. Uh, what you call it? But what, what, excuse me. What was more concerning than his face is something he said about his girlfriend. He said, I'm about to tear my own house up right the fuck now. I'm thinking about putting a chokehold on my girlfriend, who is also the cameraman, just to end this motherfucker. I'm over it. So who knows what's going on with that situation, man. We might have a fucking murder during quarantine. Maybe she busted him in the face with like a fucking statue or a vase because he was attacking her. It's crazy, Pete. But definitely go check it out. Uh, definitely check out Jabber Jabber Wrestling Universe if you like old WWE. Those are my boys. They're good people. Uh, if you do want to win an AEW Series 1 Chris Jericho action figure, you got to go to our YouTube. It's under the AEW Insider. You got to be a subscriber. So if you're not subscribed, make sure you do so. After that, all you have to do is pick any video. Doesn't matter what it is. Like, share, and comment. I have a list. I check every day. I get notified. Be a subscriber to our YouTube. Like, share, and comment. And as soon as Ringside Collectibles sends a Jericho figure, they say in August or early July, I mean the middle of July, I'll ship it right out to you. So definitely check it out. Uh, show us some love on all major podcasting platforms on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1 as in the number one. I'll probably be back with a show before the doubling up the pay-per-view and I'll definitely do a result show after that. All right, peeps, check out our YouTube and our Twitter. Show us some love. Ciao. <laughs>